0: Alright, so we're going to be talking about uh, King David tonight and how that sort of applies to our own lives today, right? It's, It's very easy to read the Bible, right? But it's not so easy to take what the Bible says, what the Bible asks us to do as Christians, and put it into practice, right? You have to read it, you have to interpret it accurately, right? Then you have to remember it, right? And that takes... It takes some effort, it takes some time, right? Oftentimes uh, we forget or we make a mistake, etc. right? But God is with us. God walks with us all the days of our lives. See, King David, he ran into this legendary decision point in his life. King David heard of the uh, Philistine Goliath, right? He heard of King Saul make an offer. And the offer was that anyone who would defeat this Philistine Goliath would receive exaltation by God and the King's hand. And uh, the the uh, Israelites were terrified of Goliath, a nine foot tall giant. And this story it uh, exists as a both a you know a factual story where there is a nine foot tall giant standing in front of you, and both as a real world instance and as a metaphor, right? Is there a nine foot tall giant in our life that we need to conquer for God? Is there a wall in our life that's holding us back from our dreams? Right? And so God is patient. He loves us, right? He walks with us as we walk through our journey, we struggle and we try to build our dreams. Right and David, as a shepherd, might was you can imagine the prayers out on the field as he was praying, praying God, uh, I need a job change. I need a new career, Lord. Uh, These sheep, you know, they're just not doing it for me, Lord. I love you, Lord, but hey, if you could please get me into a career change, right? you can see that my heart is good. And indeed God did see that David's heart was good. David did not want uh, to commit evil. If you study the Psalms, the Psalms of David, David says, uh, let a a righteous man strike me on my head. That is oil. Now, why is that? Because a righteous man is not going to be striking you on your head unless you are way out of line. Right. And so if, if, if you've ever had your a friend, a good friend, and this is something that good friends do, is when you step out of line, when you find yourself way out of line, maybe they say something to you, say, Hey, what, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Say, Hey, that's not really right. Right? This is a sign. It's a, it's a telltale sign of a person's inner character. Do they possess the characters to stand up and bring the justice? bring the righteousness, lead the way, or will they just allow themselves to be sort of led, right? And if you can imagine a human being led on a leash down the road to sin, right, that is sort of correct, right? The bonds of sin are sometimes too light uh, to be felt until they're too heavy to be carried, right? And so God is, is He helped David, right? He saw David as he sees each and every one of us, right? We have a dream life that we seek, that we pursue in our lives, right? And David had a dream life, right? It's something that all mankind seeks, but yet so few of us obtain. However, right? Why is that? Well, if God is with us and God is with us. And when, when God is with us, right, all things are possible. God is benevolent. He is good. He is gracious. He is willing to co-labor with us. His servants, Christians, and lead us, each and every one of us. All that's required is we have to surrender our lives, do it God's way. All we have to do is have the courage And the willpower necessary to walk the where God says walk. And you will obtain that life that God is leading you to. That point of exaltation that King David himself experienced. Now, it may not be a real world kingdom, right? But you will have aspects of being a king and being a queen in your life. It is shaped differently, right? As all our dreams are shaped differently. But it will be A kingdom, right? God is able, right? God is willing. He's able to accomplish your dreams. God is able to exalt you. But this involves the surrender of our own ways. The surrender of the I want. God says, I want you to go right. You say, I want to go left. Hold on. You have to surrender the I want. And go God's way. You say, yes, Lord, you want me to go right? That's where I'm going, Lord. Not I want, but yes, Lord. It is the surrender of the I itself. It is laying down our own ways and taking up God and his holy ways. The surrender of ourselves. And this is the road to God. This is the road to Zion. This is the road to heaven itself. Now an indicator, a good way that we can look and discover If we have actually done this in our lives is how we fully surrendered, right? Have we fully surrendered our ways to God within our minds, within our spirits, within our bodies, actions, and words? Do we take a good look at our thoughts? Do we take a good look at ourselves? and reflect say sometimes saying, yeah, maybe in that situation, I didn't surrender it to God. Yeah. I know in that situation, I definitely didn't do it God's way. Right. And when you realize that it involves a replacing, right, or an exchange, you have to replace your own ways with God's ways. Next time you run into that similar situation, you have to do it God's way over our own ways. And so self-reflection is an important part of Christianity. This is why Christ himself says, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye when all the time there is a pillar in your own eye? Remove first the pillar in your own eye, and then you will be able to remove the speck that is in your brother's. It is a parable about self-reflection, making sure that we're practicing our Christianity first, ourselves, prior to really jumping down other people's throats about it. And so until, until David was a shepherd, right? And like I said, as you can imagine, until King David heard God's call, laid down his own life as a shepherd boy and answers answered God's call to come into God's service, into God's holy faith filled ways into David's destiny, right? He wasn't exalted, but when when he did that, when King David laid down his own life, that is when God offered him exaltation, an offer made by divinity himself. And so come home you want exaltation, if you want that life of your dreams, come home. Surrender to the ways of the Lord God of Israel. Come all ye who are weary, all those wishing to lie down. Come to the foot of the cross and surrender to God. Surrender your ways for God's ways. Surrender the I for the I am. Surrender your misery for joy. Surrender negative thoughts for positive thoughts. You see, God is omnipotent. He can get you where you want to go. So whatever your problems are, no matter how big they may seem, whatever whatever areas of your life that need growing or help, God knows the ways to grow them, to help you. He knows the ways out of the realms of misery into the realms of joy happiness and love itself a life that you yourself will love god knows the way so in first samuel 17 david himself steps up to goliath onto the field after hearing and answering god's call He steps up to Goliath and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? Now, can you imagine what it took, the faith that it took, David, to place his life itself in the hands of God and step out onto that field to face down life or death? Because that is exactly what each and every one of us faces every time that we wake up in the morning. Will you do what it takes? Will you obey the will of God? Or will you travel by some other road? And there are many other roads, but the road to life is narrow. Enter ye through the straight gate, enter ye through the narrow gate, for wide is and broad is the road that leads to destruction And many will travel there in that place. There is wisdom in the Bible. It is pointing the road to heaven. It is pointing the road to a good, happy life. Yes, indeed, the Bible, if accurately interpreted, makes perfect, logical sense applied to this world and In this world exists also the divine realms, the realms of spirit, God's realms, God's kingdom. And so, Christians, we choose to keep, we must choose to keep our thoughts filled with faith. The faith that David displayed when he stepped out onto the field to face down that nine-foot-tall giant that so many of us have looming over our lives. What are the giants that God is asking you to face down? What is it that holds you back from the kingdoms of your dreams? What is it that holds you back from the destiny that God is calling you to come and take up? For with God, all things, are possible. So who among us will choose to have enough faith to say, I can defeat this giant. I can step out onto that field. That choice is each and every one of our own. A choice we all have to make every day that we wake up. So will you take the opposite road that so many men take? And this is uh, shown even in the, the uh, verse of 1 Samuel 17. Forty days the Philistines came forward every morning. And the Philistine Goliath came forward every morning and evening. He took his stand. See, Goliath, before David would st- stood up to him, before David took up his faith, and stood against the giant 40 days maybe some of us that will be 40 weeks and maybe some of us that'll be 40 years before you make your stand against that goliath that lies waiting for you to call on the power to call on the benevolence to call on the love of god and his holy ways so that you can't slay that giant 40 days 40 weeks or 40 years that's up to each and every one of us. See not one person among the entire army that stood before Goliath chose to lay down their own life and take up enough faith to step out onto that field with God and make their stand against Goliath though the offer was and still is there. Not one So let me ask you, which road will you choose to walk in your own life? Will you choose to walk that faith-filled road with the one true living God? Will you, though you may be a shepherd or a king, though you may be a shepherd or a king, which road will you choose? Will it be a faith-filled road? with God that leads you to Goliath, the giant in your life, and the defeat of it? Or will that giant loom over you and keep looming, keep mocking? The choice is yours. But with faith, we know that with God, all things are possible. So all you have to do is step out onto that field and face down your giant, and God will deliver that giant. Into your hands. It's said that David took Goliath's own sword after knocking him unconscious with a rock from a sling throw. He took the man's own sword and chopped off his head with it. So every day that you rise up in the morning, you walk a life knowing that God should be with you and that God is with you, right? You are choosing to deny God and say, no, God, you can't do this for me, or live a faith-filled life in which you say, God can, God will do this for me. God fights for his children. God fights our battles. And that in all things, in all things combined with God, they become possible, the impossible becomes possible there is no impossible when you begin to co-labor with the lord god of israel there is no impossible for god so will you fight or will you stay hidden near the year, near <clears throat> near the rear ranks in the back will you stay hidden Or will you face down that giant to receive your exaltation? Will you change your thoughts, your world, your life? Will you change your ways and surrender them for God's ways, filling your life with enough faith to reach your dreams? Will you battle and pass through the battle required to obtain these dreams? Or will you stay amongst the sheep? Will you do what is required? Will you follow God with enough faith to receive your exaltation? Because if you keep going, if you're following the ways of God, you will receive that that exaltation. You will receive that dream. And these are tough choices in life that we all face every day. Will you lay down the I, me, myself? Will you lay down the ways, your ways, the ways of I, and take up God's ways, the ways of the I am? For if you do this, your dreams, they will be yours. Psalms 2.8. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth shall be your possession. God is not a God of empty promises. Forty percent, three billion people, worship the Lord God of Israel. And 85% of all mankind worships God. It is not something that fails frequently that they come to, to worship, but something that they see working. They have examined the ways and its productivity, its beneficial ways when applied to our own life. It is those ways, the ways of love, the ways of compassion, kindness, mercy, grace that have drawn the world to God and his quite effective ways so what is it that lies within your dreams that the creator of dreams themselves does not know exactly how to give you my father is waiting for you to come home to his table and feast upon the exaltation and the everlasting life that is the offer offered by divinity himself so come home come all ye lost come all ye weary weary and those wishing to lie down surrender to god surrender the negative faithless thoughts for faith filled positive thoughts And this will lead to a life that you love. God knows the way my father knows the way, but you have to come. You can't keep doing it the ways that you have been doing it in the past and expecting a different result. You have to do it God's ways. And some of us know and have already identified the areas of our lives that need growing that need God, that we need to apply the ways of God to in order to have that area of our life grow. And the choice is yours. God is willing. God is able. He can get you there. But he does have one requirement. It is a surrender of your own ways to the ways of God. And it is not perfection that God is asking for. No, you don't have to do it perfect. You just have to do it to the best of your abilities. You don't have to be some superhuman to be Christian. In fact, you can be anybody. All are welcome. This offer, this exaltation that I'm speaking of, is offered to all mankind. Each and every one of us who makes the choice to Step out of alignment with the ways of mankind and bring themselves into alignment with the ways of God. Each and every one of us. Exaltation, the life of your dreams, a life of silver linings. That's who God is. Eighty five percent of all mankind does not say God, God, Lord, Lord. Without good reason. Eighty five percent. It's roughly 7.7 billion people on the planet. There is not one subject that is widely as agreed upon as the existence of God Himself. Not one subject in all existence. Not one. That is always, it's always fascinated me. Because what it seems is like you find a lot of uh, naysayers out there. But the naysayers are just loud. But it's not the crows that reach exaltation. It's not the, the mountain of cursing that is exalted. It is the mountain of blessing. It is the eagle who reaches the heights of Zion, of Mount Zion. And so when you fly and you fly in the ways of God, when we walk, when we run in the ways of God, Right? We were not made to roll in the mud, to roll in the sin, right? And this is this is exactly what King David was doing. See, God saw that David had a pure heart. God worked with David, he co-labored with David to get the areas of suffering out, to get the feelings of lack, to get the feelings of insecurity out, to get those negative thoughts out. Because if God had brought David into onto that field before Goliath and David hadn't had seen God deliver him. If David hadn't have had the confidence to step out on that field, we would have never heard of King David. It would have been some, someone else who took up the sword and defeated Goliath. But King David was made ready by God. And God is offering exaltation to each and every one of us out of God's love, out of his benevolence. He's willing to lead us, guide us to where we would like to be, not where I myself, right? I myself thinks I want to be a doctor. If you've ever met one of those people who have spent 10 years trying to become a doctor and then they get to uh, the operating table or they get into the field and they can't stand it they see the sight of blood and they turn back they say oh, i can't do this and 10 years wasted that's life without god now life with god is four years into the road of being a doctor god says hey actually uh <laughs> you won't like being a doctor i've decided now that you've gained everything i wanted you to gain from walking the road of Uh, exaltation by becoming a doctor I've decided to guide you I've decided to lead you I've decided to lead you and give you something greater than your wildest dreams greater than your imagination greater than existence that is what God is offering it is the realms of divinity a spiritual relationship with God and yes there are material blessings As I went over in the last stream, Steve Jobs, these millionaires, merely merely took some aspects of biblical practice, of biblical teaching, and applied them to their own lives to receive exaltation. Interestingly enough, you would be shocked how many billionaires, how many very hyper successfully, financially hyper successful people have read the Bible, Warren Buffett, Charles Munger, Elon Musk, and many, many more. And lo and behold, one way or another, they found their way. But many of them took what what was biblical and put it into practice in their own life. And who knows, who knows uh, how many of those men God was raising up without their knowledge. King Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible was raised up in the Bible until he went mad. mad. God comes before Nebuchadnezzar and says, Nebuchadnezzar, if you do not acknowledge that I, God, have had hand. If I, God, if you do not acknowledge that I, God, am the one who raised you up, I will place you in my wrath. And Nebuchadnezzar, he doesn't acknowledge God. He ends up going mad ends up being driven mad by God. You see, God is a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of compassion. He's slow to anger. He's patient with us. When we mess up, God doesn't get angry. He keeps loving us and blessing us. It's when people start knowingly turning away from God, when they st- God starts trying to love them and help them and lead them to a happy life, and God's, they say, I don't want anything to do with your ways. I'm going to do it my way. That sort of pride, that sort of arrogance, things like hatred, things like real hatred. If you want to know what real hatred looks like, you can look at Vladimir Putin. That's real hatred. That's the devil. It is opposite to the Lord God of Israel. And so understanding that God is a God of love, right? Christians, we may at times, much like King David battle, but it's not something we run to. It's not something we're wanting to do. It's the last thing on our minds. Christians, like God, we want to stay rooted and centered in love, compassion, knowing, right, living faith-filled lives. Not faithless lives, where I'm down in despair thinking I'm not going to make it. I'll never get that dream. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. You can list a million different reasons. But once you bring the Lord God of Israel into the equation, miracles start to happen. Doorways start to open. That dream that seemed impossible flies down into your lap and is handed to you by God. So never forget that we are loving people. We are centered in love. That is what Christianity is all about. We're centered in the ways that produce love, a loving environment, a loving community, a loving church, a loving nation, a loving world. That is the charge of God, to be loving, to display and reflect the divine love. This is what it means to live a faith-filled life and be a servant of the one true living God of all Israel. So which will you choose? And you have to choose now. If not now, then when? And if not you, then who? All right, guys, I think that's where I'm going to end the stream for the evening. Blessings on you all. I hope you enjoyed it and have a great rest of your evening.